Thank you for joining me today to talk about food and beverage manufacturing sustainability, my favorite topic. I'm Cher Mearweather, Executive Director of Provision Coalition. We're a national sustainability organization that has had the privilege of working with some remarkable companies and people on their sustainability journey. Today I'm sitting here with my good friend and colleague, well-known sustainability expert, Brett Wills. Brett has spent many years developing and executing strategies that are sustainable with companies in the health, government, retail, and hospitality sectors across North America. I'm excited to announce that Brett has joined Provision Coalition to help us embed sustainability into the DNA of food and beverage manufacturing businesses, a clever phrase coined by Brett. Thanks, Brett, for joining us today to talk about your role at Provision Coalition, but also your experiences, good and bad, in the sustainability space. Yeah, so there are both good and bad experiences. You know, I think one of the great experiences, and I don't know if you would uh, share this or not share, but uh, um, is, you know, I find that people in the sustainability sector are very passionate people about what they do, right? They're in this, um, you know, in this field for a reason. Um, you know, they want to make uh, an impact. They want to drive change. And so that's been, you know, a huge, uh, hugely positive experience for me is, is working with people who actually want to be doing this stuff and care about what they're doing. Um, and, you know, obviously there's a clear, uh, there's a clear purpose behind this type of work, right? So, you know, um, obviously, you know, neither of us can change you know, the world on, on our own, but I think that, you know, waking up every day and, and doing what we do, um, you know, there's a clear purpose behind that and it's something that you can sort of look back on and say, yeah, you know what, I am, you know, I made a contribution, made a contribution, right? And no, I'm not just, uh, you know, pushing paper from left to right here type thing, but uh, actually making a sort of a meaningful impact um, and a measurable impact of that as well. So that's, you know, positive experience there as well. Um, you know, a lot of challenges and frustrations, um, you know, that, that I've experienced along, along the way as well. And, you know, I, I was, a number of years ago, I was sort of getting really jaded in terms of the sustainability stuff and, you know, asking myself, am I really making an impact? And, you know, here I am flying here and there and creating my own carbon footprint to try and, you know, drive the sustainability stuff and, and really, you know, sitting back and reflecting and asking myself, am I having a you know, meaningful impact? And that got really frustrating for me. And that's part of the reason why I, you know, started to uh, change direction and want to work more inside of companies and at the higher level, because, you know, understanding that, you know, change really starts with leadership, right? So um, the other, um, you know, thing that frustrates me, and I don't know if this frustrates you as well, but is the lack of coordination amongst all the players when it comes to the sustainability stuff and and it's not just the food industry i think it's you know a number of industries where you know you got different retailers asking different questions to suppliers you have you know different key players that are moving in different directions so you know to me there's this lack of of coordination i would call it in terms of you know everyone focusing on you know the same things and 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 or similar things and similar goals and you know, where can we consolidate and collaborate? Um, and harmonize. And harmonize, absolutely, right? Um, you know, sometimes uh, I think this stuff gets a lot more complicated than it needs to be, and, and you have different people with different uh, mandates, as, as we'll, we'll, we'll call them. Um, but I think that, you know, that's one of the things where I see a lot of opportunity. Um, and I think really well, that's the foundation of why Provision Coalition was, was created was because of this mishmash of effort yeah. and... Um, and this lack of coordination and you know we're not there yet we're not perfect but pretty visionary that you know in 2010 the the industry associations were already saying we're 
we are going in way too many directions. Can we can we bring this thing together and, and create it, the coalition? Yeah, which, um, you know, is, is powerful, right, to to bring some uh, consistency and standardization and, and coordination and all this sort of uh, stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's, you know, how do we continue to do that, right? And how do we, you know, bring in the other players, whether it's government or, you know, other NGOs and, and whatnot, to, uh, to really make sure that the industry as, as a whole is, is moving forward. Because, you know, at the end of this, if, uh, you know, we don't do this right, then, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to be hungry, right? So uh, we need to make sure that, uh, you know, that's happening. And, you know, the frustration, and, you know, this is, um, you know, goes back to a comment I was saying before, um, is, is the, the lack of speed of change uh, when it comes to, you know, the sustainability stuff. Um, you know, people, I think, you know, start to understand the direction that they need to move, but the speed at which they do it seems a little slow for me. Maybe I just uh, a I couldn't pushy, agree more with uh, you. Uh, you know, I'm pushing 20 years now in this space, and I too had my own sort of pivotal moment when I went, is this right? Is this the right career for me? Because I'm getting a little bit frustrated. And then you start to see some movement and you get engaged and, and excited again. But yeah, I, I wish it could move a little faster too. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that's part of the reason why I'm so excited to be part of Provision and, you know, to be working on this, you know, coaching and mentoring project in particular is because to me, that's where, you know, uh, things really start to happen is, you know, if we can work with the senior folks and get this built into the strategy, then it does start to move. And I've seen that firsthand. Um, so I think that hopefully we'll be able to, you know, pick up the pace here a little bit and help Absolutely. organizations move. And when you look back in sort of your own career highlights, it's always the work with the individual companies and you see them blossom and explode. That's the stuff that you hang your hat on and go, wow, I was part of that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And it's, you know, it goes back to that, you know, there's a purpose and a meaning behind the work that we're doing. Right. And that's where that sort of that uh, maybe selfish satisfaction piece comes in. Right. Absolutely. So. so let's talk about your experiences working with companies outside of the food sector. What's different? Um, what are the takeaway lessons we can apply to food from other sectors like health and government? Yeah. So, you know, great question. I think that, um, you know, having worked in a number of different sectors and industries, there are, you know, differences across the sectors. But, you know, one of the things that I think the the food industry can learn from, from different sectors is, you know, the simple fact that they can learn from different sectors. You know, I find that especially in the food sector, there's sort of this misconception that, you know, because uh, an organization is not, you know, uh, processing food or in the food sector that, you know, a lot of the things that they're doing don't necessarily apply um, to uh, to their organizations, right? And you see this in other sectors as well, but I find particularly in the food sector, it's um, pretty uh, present. Um, it's that it's almost that connection back to food safety, right? We're special, right. we're unique, and yet if we look at the pharmaceutical industry, they have those same Health Canada requirements. So there is lots that we can learn from other industries. Absolutely, there is lots that, that that can be learned from other industries, and you know I think that you hit it there with you know the food safety thing, right? So we have all these special regulations and, and whatnot that other industries don't have, but they do have. And at the end of the day. I think that regardless of what sector or industry you're in, that that many organizations face the same challenges and opportunities, right? Um, at a higher level, anyway. So you know whether it's around culture, or leadership, or engagement, 
which we both know is, you know, a critical piece and a foundation to doing anything uh, inside of an organization, whether it's sustainability, quality, you know, otherwise. You know, so there's those same challenges there. But, you know, even beyond that, at the end of the day, regardless of what sector industry and you're still trying to use less energy, less water, create less waste, you know, all of these things. And, you know, while there may be nuances and, you know, certain uh, challenges, uh, particular to the food sector, I think a lot of the challenges and opportunities are the same. And, uh, you know, I think that opportunity to, to collaborate and learn is, is a huge opportunity for the food sector. Um, you know, some of the, the other lessons that I would look at uh, from, from industries is, you know, you particularly look at, you know, government, for example, uh, or healthcare. Uh, you know, these, these industries tend to be very structured, um, and they tend to also, you know, uh, be willing to invest the resources um, in, you know, in focusing on, on these things and dedicating uh, not only people and time, but, uh, you know, the dollars behind things in order to get the investments in. So, you know, I think that's one thing that uh, we can learn from there. Also, I think that, you know, things around, you know, more of the economic aspect of sustainability in terms of, you know, driving innovation. Right. You know, you look at, uh, you know, some of the different sectors out there, um, whether it's the technology sector or um, the automotive sector or whatever, whatever. Um, and they're constantly looking at how do they drive innovation? How do they you know, continue to make themselves relevant? And I think that's something that, you know, we can look at in the food industry as well. How do we, you know, really pull that innovation lever and make sure that we're focused on, you know, uh, you know, meeting the needs of the changing needs of, of today's consumers, right? Um, I think more and more people are out there, you know, asking a lot of questions these days and where their food's coming from and, you know, what's in it and, um, you know, looking at, uh, you know, different options for, for you know, food and, and stuff. So I think that's something that we can look at um, and borrow from them. In terms of the innovation piece, do you think that because um, people have to eat that, that's allowed us to be less innovative? I do. I think that, you know, I see this particular in the food sector. It's sort of the status quo, right? Let's just keep doing what we've always done uh, type thing. And, you know, people need to eat, so they'll continue to buy or buy food, right? But it's, you know, um, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure exactly, you know, what the key drivers are for that, but that'd certainly be a part of it. And, um, you know, I think that you've seen, you know, some of the, the sort of leading edge, bleeding edge food companies out there that, you know, are really trying to pull that innovation lever. Absolutely. Right? It's those so, great companies that yeah. have figured out that innovation is uh, is the key to success moving forward and innovation yeah. and sustainability. Yeah. And not just innovation in terms of products. Um, process. But it's pro- innovation of processes and you know, you know, making that one of your differentiators, right? Um, the other thing I think that we need to learn from other sectors as well is this whole concept, again, going back at, to economic sustainability, this whole concept of agility, right? And be able to adapt and respond to changes in the marketplace. You know, so you see other sectors that are, you know, uh, you know very good at doing this, adapting and responding and changing, you know, uh, what they're doing and, um, you know, offering different services and products and whatnot. And I think that with all that's happening out there right now in terms of, you know, people actually looking at ingredients on, you know, the things that they're buying at the grocery stores and, you know, asking questions about where their food's coming from and, you know, how are the people treated that, um, that, are, that are making this, that, um, that we 
the food industry needs to be sensitive to these changes that are happening in the marketplace and to have the agility to be able to adapt and respond um, to be, you know, do things like be more transparent um, with their regards to their supply chain, uh, be more transparent with what they're doing around sustainability and improving their environmental and social impact. So I think that's one thing that we can, um, that, that we can pick up from other sectors as well. I I think the agility part makes a lot of sense. Um, The complexity really comes in when we start to look at things like agriculture. And, you know, of course we need to say where does the product come from, what's in the product, but how do we deal with things like climate change and suddenly impacts on the raw materials that you source and all of a sudden there's a flood or a massive drought and we can't get the product. It's about building that resiliency in in the food companies so that they can be agile and say, okay, if we can't get the product, where else do we go? And building that risk management aspect into our businesses. Yeah, you know, the risk piece that you mentioned is, is I think, becoming a big driver for a lot of organizations. And, you know, uh, I'm actually surprised that it's not a bigger driver in the food sector. You know, I see a lot of organizations out there, you know, switching um, you know, tact, if I can call it that, in terms of, you know, the main sort of drivers for sustainability stuff, not being necessarily the business benefits, which we know there clearly are, but it's sort of, you know, what if we don't do this, right? Um, sort of then becomes the, the question. And, uh, you know, I often joke with, with people when I'm, when I'm chatting to audience and stuff that, uh, you know, a lot of people will say it's it's great, uh, you know, if I can put an extra 20 bucks in my pocket, for example, you know, that's great. But, you know, I'll keep that in the back of my mind when I have some extra time on my hands. But if you go up to someone and try and take $20 out of their pocket, you know, immediately they're going to stop what they're doing and, and uh, you know, pay attention, right? So I think it's just sort of, you know, human nature, right, to, you know, focus on, on the risk side of it. So, and, you know, as, as you mentioned, uh, the risk with regards to climate change and all that sort of stuff in the agricultural sector is, is huge, right? Absolutely. So can you give us a sense of what the future looks like for sustainability solutions in the food industry? New technologies, new strategies? Yeah, yeah, so that's a loaded question, right? So, um, you know, one of the, you know, one of the things I think that we're certainly seeing here at Provision is uh, the integration of sustainability into the overall business strategy, right? The holistic strategy. It's, uh, you know, can no longer be that sort of um, you know, standalone siloed strategy on the side uh, in order to realize, you know, the full benefits from a focus on this, it needs to be integrated. And I think companies are starting to understand that. Um, you know, it's kind of, you go back to, you know, 15, 20 years ago, right, where, um, you know, you look at this food safety stuff and quality stuff, and it was, you know, maybe sort of a project at that time. Um, but now it's, you know, embedded into daily decision making, right? You know, you even look back, you know, 15, 20 years ago, and you look at something like IT, for example, right? And you go, you know, IT department, what's that, right? And part of our holistic strategy, what are you talking about? But today, it's just, you know, the way that things are done. And I think sustainability is really moving in that direction as well. I think more and more organizations are starting to realize that this needs to be part of of the holistic business strategy. So I think you're going to see a lot more organizations, um, you know, move in that direction. And certainly, you know, um, you know, the program that we're working on in terms of the coaching and mentoring stuff will will, will help to uh, you know facilitate that. I think some of the other um, things that you're you're going to see is is more of a demand from consumers in terms of transparency, right? around uh, you know where the food's coming from how it's made what's in it uh, those types of things so to me I think that's going to start to drive more uh, you know uh, public reporting you know you're going to see more uh, sustainability reports from from organizations and things like that um, 
you know, water has always been a big thing, I think, and, and certainly in the food sector. So I think you're going to start to see, you know, more, you know, technologies out there that address uh, the use of water and the cleaning of water. And, you know, one of the things that I'm starting to see in, in the food companies is, um, you know, moving towards the closed loop water systems, right, where they're able to use uh, you know, their sanitation water over and over again. And, um, you know, at first it may seem uh, gross or ucky or whatever, right? But, you know, there, there's ways that it can be done successfully. And there's organizations out there that have shown that, uh, you know, not only is it the right thing to do, but it's a smart thing to do from a financial perspective as well. So I think you'll start to see more and more uh, technologies on that front. And, you know, I think you're going to start to see more and more food waste technologies come out as well, right? So, you know, whether it's things like, you know, um, you know, optical sensors for, you know, uh, identifying, um, you know, quality in, 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 in product or, you know, um, you know, more, you know, opportunities to, um, you know, to, to take advantage of, you know, maybe waste that uh, uh, would normally go to composting or landfill and actually, you know, create some, some higher level value out of it, right? Things sort of like those byproducts. Uh, those that, byproducts, yeah. that's right. Um, you know, I think that, you know, I know we've had this conversation before where, where composting is great, but is it, you know, maybe a little bit of, um, uh, you know, mismotivation, right? In terms of, you know, we can compost it, therefore it goes... Um, it's, you know, guilt, it's, it's the guilt-free, right? It is, absolutely. There was a study that was just released out of the U.S. that talked about this concept of composting has made it too easy. And, That's right, yeah. and you know, I, I 100% believe that, that we, we have to focus on reduction first. We do have to focus on reduction. And I think that, you know, back to the point, I think you're going to see more technologies come out there that uh, support, you know, reduction. You know, what I, I think what you're also going to start seeing is you're going to start seeing... Um, you know, the application uh, or the use of uh, very new technologies um, and, and concepts. So, you know, this, this concept of blockchain that is out now that, um, you know, uh, I'm still sort of wrapping my head around it as such a new new technology, but it's, you know, essentially a ledger, um, a un- or uneditable ledger uh, for transactions within a value chain, right? Um, and you're seeing, you know, I was just reading this morning actually on, on Twitter that um, you know, there's a big conference happening over in Munich this week uh, at IBM. And uh, Walmart has actually announced that they're going to be using blockchain to bring transparency to their food supply chain. Right. So um, I think you'll start to see adoption of these types of technologies. Also, you know, this whole concept of the Internet of Things, right, IOT, IOT. And, uh, you know, how does that apply to the food sector, right, where you have all kinds of devices connected to everything and, you know, and whether it's, you know, the food industry tapping into people's personal devices somehow to better understand what their needs are and, and you know, their um, challenges are, or, you know, how do you use the Internet of Things uh, in the supply chain to make that more transparent and to strengthen that, right? So. I think you're going to start to see, you know, some of these very sort of bleeding edge, leading edge technologies being adopted by the food sector. Um, it's that ability to leverage that big data that is everybody's absolutely. talking about, right? Right. Big data, right? So that's, um, you know, that's going to be a huge thing. And I think these technologies are going to be an opportunity to, to you know, uh, better manage that data, right? So, you know, uh, data is powerful if you, if you use it properly, right? You can manage it properly. So yeah, I think those are some of the things that you'll see. And, you know, I think also, you know, a continued focus on, you know, the traditional stuff as well, right? Whether it's, you know, new approaches to energy conservation and certainly on the carbon side of things, there's a lot of talk about carbon these days, as we both know, you know, with the carbon pricing, you know, being introduced in Canada. And, you know, that's only going to ratchet up. So I think you'll see more, 
uh, you know, technologies and processes for how do you manage that stuff, right? And and, and mitigate the financial impacts of, of you know, carbon pricing. So, A natural lead into my next question for you, that we really can't end this co- uh, conversation without going a little bit deeper and have that heart-to-heart on climate change, um, specifically greenhouse gas. So what can we do at Provision uh, to make a difference for food companies and support Canada's reduction targets? Yeah, that's the... That's the million-dollar question, right? Yeah. I think that one of the first things that, that we need to do is, is to reframe the conversation. I've always been, you know, uh, a big fan of focusing on the solution versus the problem. You know, I believe that we get what we focus on, right? So, you know, if we're constantly talking about climate change um, and talking about the problems that are associated with that, uh, I think we tend to focus on that, whereas if we can reframe the conversation to talk about the solutions, right, and talk about, you know, the great innovative things that are happening out there, um, the, opportunities. the opportunities, right? So I think that if we can help to reframe uh, that conversation, um, not to say that we can't, you know, talk about uh, um, maybe the less glamorous side of, of things, but I think if we talk about you know the solutions and the innovation and the opportunities that are available, um, that'll help get the conversation going at least and get people talking about that. You know, I think you know big part of our role at Provision as well is the education. To me, everything starts with education, you know, knowledge, awareness, and you know people need to understand. Um, you know, what's happening out there with climate change, um, you know, what's happening from a regulatory perspective. I think there's still a lot of confusion around, you know, this whole carbon pricing thing and, you know, how that's going to work. You know, every province is sort of coming at it from a different perspective. You have carbon tax, straight carbon tax out in Alberta. We have cap and trade here in Ontario. And uh, a lot of organizations don't necessarily understand how it's going to impact their business. So if we can educate them, and yeah, absolutely, right? It's not only the added cost to, you know, your internal, you know, costs and operations in terms of increased heating and production costs and transportation, fuel costs, all those things, but it's, you know, your supply chain's also getting hit with this as well, right? So, you know, those costs got to be passed along uh, somewhere and at some point, right? So I think that if we can help uh, organizations understand the impact uh, what the landscape looks like and, uh, you know, let them know that there's ways to to combat this and take advantage of it. Uh, that's a great thing that, uh, that we can do. Um, you know, supplying them with the tools and resources to drive this, right? And, and Provision's an expert at, at doing this already. And, you know, one of the reasons why I, I came on board was because of all the, you know, support and infrastructure that, that uh, provision has in terms of, you know, can we provide them with, you know, whether it's things as simple as carbon calculators or carbon mitigation, you know, tools and plans and, and stuff like that. So, you know, if we can provide those tools and resources, I think that'll help. And of course, you know, like we were talking about earlier, it's, you know, what can we do to get inside of these organizations and work with them one-on-one, right, to, to coach and mentor? Because that's where the rubber hits the road, right? There's, you know, a lot, certainly value that comes out of training and education and those things. But I think, you know, you know working with these organizations one-on-one is, is going to be powerful. So anything we do to help that, uh, I think we'll, we'll move it forward. Um, and, you know, how do we bring in, you know, best practices, 
uh, around this type of stuff. And not only, you know, locally and, and from across the country, but internationally, right? You know, how do we look at, you know, uh, countries like Sweden, for example, who's, you know, on track to be the first fossil-free, um, you know, country in the world? You know, how do we look at some of the things that they're doing and, you know, bring, you know, bring some of that innovation and, and some of that thinking and processes over over here, right? And, and show that it can be done, right? And that, um, you know, it's uh, you know, there's sort of uh, the light at the end of the tunnel there when it comes to this stuff, right? So um, that and, and and also connecting them with uh, with technical solutions, which is another strength that we have here at Provision, is you know, we have quite a, a large network of of vetted, reputable, you know, um, solutions providers, and, and certainly on the technical side as well. So, you know, technology is going to be part of how you deal with some of this. So, you know, I think another role is, is is how do we make those connections for industry as well, right? And I always think about, um, you know, what's worked in the past. And when we have those sort of deep conversations with the food company about the risks that they're facing, what's keeping them up at night, if we can respond with uh, a tool or a resource in our sustainability management system or on-site support, that's really where hopefully we're going to start to see change and real outcomes. Yeah, absolutely, and I think you know one of one of our strengths here at Provision is is that agility, that ability to be able to adapt and respond. You know, we can very quickly, you know, listen to industry, um, understand what they need, and, and develop those tools and resources. And and uh, yeah, so created by industry for industry. Absolutely. Thanks, Brett. It's such a pleasure talking with you, and I look forward to many years of food industry sustainability success with you and the rest of the team at Provision Coalition. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye.